everybody. This is Allison Summers. Just a reminder that Michael and I are not experts. We're not doctors. We're not scientists. But uh, we're just speaking about sobriety through our own experience. So take it, leave it, do what you want with it. We're also not affiliated with any uh, programs about sobriety that have anything to do with that. So enjoy the potty. So, uh, welcome to another episode of the Sloppy Sober Podcast. I am Michael Yetman, and with me, as always, is Allison Summers. Hi, Allison. Hi, Mike. And today, this is a Chaser episode, and we are excited to have visual artist Beth Kelly with us. And uh, I have here custom, one-of-a-kind art created on found and repurposed materials, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Beth, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Michael. Thanks, Allison. I'm, I'm so, so glad to have you. I'm so glad yeah. to have you here. Beth is uh, someone who has helped me a lot in sobriety and worked with me uh, very specifically doing, man, I mean, just just having the, t- having the talks, having the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. chitty, the chitty chats. Yeah, I'm a big fan. But can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and what it was like either doing that or not doing that before you got sober and the the sort of process has been for you? That's a good question. So like what I do like for a living, I make art. I get I I make art. People send me photos of um well, a lot of a lot of dogs, a lot of babies, some rock <laughs> stars. And then I create portraits or paintings for their for a lot of like gifts and for their homes so yeah that's what I that's what I do it's like shocking because I you know I didn't I didn't plan on that on, on doing <laughs> it just, like it just happened like it just it just started happening I I um I mean I always made art I I didn't think it was like a real job so when so when did you start doing that was that something that you did before or after sobriety uh, after, I mean, I did it. I made art before I've made, I mean, I've, I've made art my whole life. I didn't like pursue it as a, as a career. It just, it happened. Like, so the, how it started for me was, I mean, this is like such a, it's so lined up with recovery. Right. So, cause it's like, there was no, a lot of my program, like the, the foundation of it really is um, like disconnecting from any outcome. Right. So I had no like, I'm going to do this so I can make be an artist for a living. Like there was none of that. I just like it. it, I was dating. This is what happened. I was dating this girl and um, it was Valentine's Day. And I was like broke because I had like five minutes sober. And I was I was like, well, maybe I can still make art. I don't know. Let's see. So I'll just I'll just draw something for it. I I did a painting of um, Dave Grohl. (laughs) <laughs> for her and I she, was she a big fan she was a big fan big Foo Fighters fan oh yeah 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 so I did that and I was like oh wow I can't do this and I like noticed all this stuff coming up for me like when I was making it all this like I'm not good enough and blah 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 like all these things coming up like like evidence of me in my own way and I'm like wow what a great exercise I'm like noticing what's coming up I did a Han Solo portrait right after that and I posted them yeah to you know social media to the facebook and um, from that from those two 
it started. It started people saying, hey, would you mind making a portrait of this or that? And I'm like, they're like, I'll pay you. I'm like, you'll pay me? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, That's amazing. Can you right? a little bit more about what you mean when you say you getting in your own way? This is something that you would say to me a lot. And I think it's very important. Oh, boy. Like, well, I mean, I... <laughs> Are you I, well, the, the, so, so like the the solution I'm living a life right now where I don't have to drink which is like totally impossible totally impossible right like it was like motivated every action I took since the time I was like 14 years old mm-hmm. yes yeah it's like I could get like it was like oh I can make that phone call I just need a couple of drinks I can go to yeah. work I a couple of drinks. I can go to the gym. I just need a couple of drinks. I, just, I can talk to that person. I just need a couple of drinks. I can go to this function. I just need a couple. Like as long as I had the drinks, I could do it. Right. So like what I, what happened with getting sober is like, I needed another something else to get me through. That's I, I kind of like when you asked for a bio, I was like uh, my work bio or my sober bio. Not that I've ever <laughs> written a sober bio before, but, uh, but what I've been shown how to do is to access something greater than myself. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that is, right? But I can identify what it's not <laughs> sometimes. And that happens a lot with creating. Like I can identify the voice that's saying, oh, this is never going to look right. Well, that's not a power greater than myself. That's that's Beth. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I can like identify what I shouldn't be listened to, shouldn't be listening to, then maybe I can like make room for what I could possibly be listening to which is like this impossible like unexpected like something I can't picture and I my my hope is that like the more I do this the more I'm like the more I the more I make art the more I show up to life really like the the Mm -hmm. more I can like identify yeah that what I think I hear you saying is or what is resonating for me is that I think you're saying being in the moment like because when you're Mm. this isn't gonna be it's like who why am like I do that you know like oh this I don't think this crowd's gonna like around this joke and it's like (laughs) who the fuck am I to say I don't know what the outcome is gonna be all I do is like be present look at the crowd notice what I'm noticing be be present in that moment and not listen to what I think is gonna happen because I don't know because I'm not God Right. But if you right. don't believe in God, I'm not whatever, you know, it's just, does that make sense? Is that kind of like, yes, yes. Like, I, I, I believe that like at my core, you know, like I heard somebody say this really early on in, um, when I was still in treatment and they said, you know, we're all born perfect. Like these states of like joy and love and connection. We're all born perfect and life happens and we forget who we are. Right. Like, so I'm like, life happens and I start practicing this like conditioned, these conditioned strategies to like make me, I think this will make me feel comfortable. I think this will make me feel safe and protected. I think, I think, I think. And um, it ends up just like not working. So I need like a completely new design for living, which I've been shown how to do. Like at the, at, on a good day, I can identify the, the, I can identify the voice that's like lying to me. That's saying like, oh no, you don't want to, I don't, you don't want to show up to this podcast interview because you're going to look dumb. You know, like that voice that like, oh, you, you'll, you're going to look stupid. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> it. 
you know? Yeah. Like that's the voice that's a lie. So I don't know what the truth is. Like, I don't know. Like, I've never done this before. Like the chances are, I'm not going to sound really (laughs) (laughs) streamlined, but like, the good like news is, is that we don't know what we're doing, and we put a disclaimer at the beginning of each episode that says yeah. we don't know what we're talking about. We're just talking about sobriety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh. love it. I love the idea, like this, the creative art sobriety combo. Like they go together. You know, like it goes together. Well, I wonder because I'm still kind of new sober, and I'm I'm still figuring out my sobriety a little bit. But I wonder how much of that with art, you know, art is so much an emotional reaction and so much a an intimate, I feel like, especially like physical art, like painting is so intimate because of the the time and the work that goes into it like that. When you were doing this, as you do this sober, is there a different kind of relationship to that moment now versus when you, you know, maybe did art in the past? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, it had been, it's been so, it had been so long since I'd attempted anything. I was really committed. I'm an all in type of gal. I was very committed (laughs) to drinking and like, I did that. That's what I did. I drank. I drank. Like I moved, oh my God. So like I moved to Portland. I am from San Diego, born and raised in San Diego. I moved to Portland in 1999 to with a band i was like musician with a band and that i was i aggressively played music all in for um i don't know do you play drums do i i'm sorry do you drummer i play drums yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i have a yeah yeah i mean i i was in a bit i was like the front person in a band and um and I said a long time, like for a long time, like the reason why I stopped is because like we kept like losing drummers. I'm like, I just didn't want to have another drummer, but really is because I was just like, I wanted to commit. I was, I just wanted to drink. Like I, everything else was like. In the way. Uh, yeah. Just in the way of that. So um, I, so I didn't paint or make music or any of that really for probably, I mean, 15 years. I don't think I did any of that. So like this is all new. This is all new, like rediscovering. Oh, okay. Very cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I then, there's gotta be a different kind of appreciation than I imagine. Being like because everything I saw, I mean, incredible. Oh, thanks. Thank so, you. Having that ability to come back and still be able to tap into that world, maybe not to the level that you were before or what you thought you would be or whatever, but being able to tap back into that world, I imagine that appreciation is different it's it's super surprising i like just recently like i just am like real i I got like you know how facebook is like memories from like five years ago so like it's telling me now that like i've been selling art for four years it's like sold four years ago oh my god like i've been doing this i've been actually like doing this yeah that's incredible you know is it i mean it's like I I mean I thought for sure I'm like well this is just a fluke every time I was like it's just a fluke (laughs) this person knows me they like feel sorry for me I don't know you know (laughs) but I yeah it's 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 happening I'm definitely as a result no outcome I was not like planning on this at all at all but I I sure love it I sure love it I like uh (laughs) 
And you've been traveling a, a lot recently, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, um, about a year ago, started dating a flight attendant. Hot. Nice. <laughs> it's hot. We first met up, or when we met up, and you first had met her. Yeah. Right? Yep. And you were that like was, telling me about her. That was our, I saw you. Like that was, that was probably the last time we saw each other in person. Oh my god, this she'll probably listen to this, and she to this day, because you I saw it was like it wasn't it was our first bumble date, like the first time we met in person, and I saw you right at the at Nectar. You remember? Yeah, that? And you, yeah, and you were so smitten with her. You were like that I'm... was our very first time we met, and you yeah. walked in, and she's like, "Oh, are you like famous?" I'm like uh no no but she's like she's been, it's been like a running joke that I set it up because a couple people have, were like bath in that in that restaurant oh my god did she not realize that Donaldson is extremely small and everybody knows everybody yeah 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 no now she does thanks <laughs> no but I remember no we met after that remember and you were like we don't have to put this in the podcast if you don't want me to, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, I don't know if this is a good idea, but I'm doing it. Oh yeah. 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 I, yeah, I didn't, I did not know that it was a good idea, but uh, yeah, but it was like kind of scary, kind of exciting. That combination is something yeah. I kind of look for today, you know? Yeah. 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 Love it. Love yeah. it. So are you doing anything for the holidays? Do you celebrate anything or? I am going to San Diego to mm -hmm. to see the family for Thanksgiving and then going to Hawaii on Friday. For, what? Yeah. Wow. Just like one of those trips. Yeah. Like, I tag along. Trip. Tag <laughs> along. Just going to Hawaii, you know, no big deal. <laughs> and then... um then I'll be back and I got to work all December because it's so I'm staying I'm, I'm staying in Nashville for December and then I'll probably go back to San Diego again for Christmas. So do, you, do you have any sort of like family stuff that you have to set boundaries with or. Oh, yeah. Good question. Anything that you do, um, if you could just like explain a little bit about like uh, what's what. So, for example, like I'm going to my parents for thanksgiving and i will give them uh my boundary is two hours you know that's i love my family uh but i thanksgiving was a huge drinking day for me huge mm -hmm. huge i mean i couldn't wait <laughs> to get yeah. i actually got kicked out of the movie theater uh oh, yeah. twilight because I was so fucked up on Thanksgiving, I had eaten a weed cheesecake and drank so much and not eaten anything. And I kept standing up during the movie and saying, what are we watching? What is this? What are we watching? And I got kicked out of the movie theater. But that was just like, that's one example. I also, yeah. holidays for me, boy, oh boy, I got kicked out of a, I got, banned from a bar on Easter in Los Angeles, Oaks, um, California. Anyway, uh, so my family, my boundary is two, two hours, two hours, and then we've got to, we got somewhere else we got to go. So do you do anything like that or? Well, do you stay at your family's house? Do you like? 
So this is a different thing. Okay. I, yeah. No, I don't stay the night. No. Yeah. Because uh, okay. they live close. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I stay. Well, now I mean I stay at either my sister's or my mom and dad's house. And um, do I have boundaries? I mean, I mean they're so happy I'm sober, <laughs> right? So like they're like so happy about it and um mm -hmm. so supportive of when I need a meeting or I have like scheduled sponsees or scheduled with my sponsor. They're just like That's you great. do. You. Yeah. So um I like to think my best self <laughs> would say what it is that I need to say if um I don't know. My mom's sober. My mom's been sober for 20 something years. There's just not a lot of drinking at my house anymore. That's you know? great. Yeah. But definitely, I mean, I it was for sure. I mean, I was like, I mean, any holiday where it's like daytime drinking is like mm -hmm. acceptable. That was like hashtag goals right there. I'm like day yeah. drinking. Yes. Where I can like do it in public. I mean, it was happening anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Day drinking. Yeah. Like that. Yes. Was, so Thanksgiving for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's good. Yeah. No, no, yeah. No, that's a, that is okay. I'm not, you don't have to like yeah. make up anything or, yeah. It's okay to have a healthy uh, family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cause that is, that is something that happens. And yeah. Right. Uh, I know for like, I have to do the same thing when I visit my family, I stay with them. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of drinking in my family, but then I realize that uh, I have to deal with some of the stuff that I was drinking to avoid when I was there. So it'd be feeling yeah. yeah. myself. Like I have to bolster myself before I get there and say, I'm not going to let this inevitable action mm -hmm. bother me at this event today. Like no, so-and-so does this. I'm not going to let it get to me today. Oh my God. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just like, I feel that I feel that I, I get, I'll, I'll find myself getting, you know, annoyed or irritated or losing patience. And then I'm like, these people almost buried me. <laughs> oh, I can give them a little grace, you know? That's a nice way of thinking. How do I be of service here? I like switch my mind to service. Cause if I start like getting annoyed at them, mm -hmm. then I feel like a dick for being annoyed at them. <laughs> yeah. My brother-in-law just commented that he was like, I've noticed you and your dad's relationship have gotten so much better in the last year. And I was like, I'm going to be honest. I just let him, you know, I just let what he needs to say come out and I just move on because I can't, what am yeah. I going to be upset about? At least he wants to talk to me, you know, like, yeah, it's not with what I'm, yeah. So I get that. I understand that feeling. An old timer in the rooms would always say, and I like this quote, but I don't know if it's just super passive, but I do, I think it's a good thing to think about, but he would always say, not let, uh, he would say, let, not live and let live. He would say, let live and live. Oh yeah. Oh let yeah. People be and live. And that is like always, you know, I think about that a lot when I'm like, yeah like this person and it's like well let them fucking just be that shitty person you I know love that. move on I there's something about meetings so and I went to my first meeting 
recently. And uh, I don't know what it is about meetings, but the quotes that come out of these meetings, these one-line quotes. Uh -huh. But he said, uh, uh, living life on life terms. I don't know. I'd never heard that before, but I enjoyed that kind of perspective. <laughs> yeah. There's some like instructions in there that are that I I I like that. I like it. I want someone to just tell me what to do to be happy. And it's in there. That yeah. Yeah, like let live and live. That is instructions. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Life on life's terms, not on like Beth's terms. Like imagine that. Imagine if I could just like trust life as it's being unfolded in front of me. It's like, oh yeah, it might not feel good, but that doesn't mean it isn't. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Only good can come from it. Yeah. Uh, so when you're, what do you do to be inspired? Do you, and do you have times where you're like, oh, I don't feel fired. And what do you do in, in that? Procrastinate. I, I, <laughs> I, um, that's a good question. Like my biggest, like truthfully, my biggest source of inspiration is deadlines. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Like if I have six weeks to do something, it'll take six weeks. If I have two days to do something, it'll take two days. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, I, it's in there. It's in there. My, it's in there already. It's just <laughs> me getting out of the way. So give me a deadline, and it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. It's, it's in biggest, there. What's been the biggest struggle for you in sobriety? The biggest struggle for me in sobriety. Who? We might circle back to that. Like wait, that's that's a, that's. A, can you be specific? Can you like narrow it down? I would say what multiple choice. Like one of my biggest struggles is like letting go if I feel like I have viable mm -hmm. anger towards someone. So being able to let that go is has been. I should say it's been hard for me in the past two years. Okay. Of that, that's probably the hardest thing for for me. Yeah. 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 I feel that I've, um, yeah, I, I relate with that. I identify like, like the idea of letting go sounds great or forgiveness sounds like it's like on paper, it makes sense. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, if I love them, no matter what, wherever they're at, it's like, I'm winning, you know, I'm, I'm winning when I realize there's no contest, but like, actually doing it is a different story yeah, actually like, living there is a different story so when I can't let go or when I I get to just like practice letting go what I can do is practice I can do that and I can look at it with like curiosity because whatever it is that I think is going to make me feel better is like not it <laughs> you know it's not it yeah. it's not it so I can look at it with curiosity I the biggest struggle I mean for me I I I heard somebody say recently that serenity or like spiritual fitness, like the S should be a dollar sign. <laughs> and cause I get like really in fear when I'm, I had, I had my catalytic converter stolen off my car last month. Shut up. Yeah. And it was like, it just sent me. Where were you? I was in Memphis at a service assembly. And it sent, it sent you. It sent me into financial fear and that like when I'm in fear, it's like I, d I don't notice what's happening around me, you know, like mm -hmm. on the way to the service assembly to this. I'm driving out to Memphis. It's fall. 
and the like leaves are all beautiful and I'm driving and I'm video and I'm like this is so I'm calling my mom I'm like this is beautiful look at this and then on the way back no catalytic converter my car is like Wah! like sounds like just and I I saw none of it, you know. I saw none of it. So that's, well, that's I mean, that's scary as well, though. I mean, right? Like, is it? That's kind of scary. I mean, I get that. I'm not yeah. trying to negate that. I'm just saying, like, that's it. How can you see when your car's loud as fuck? It's loud as fuck, and I. But mostly, I was worried that it was going to cost me three thousand dollars or something. Yeah, and I get that feeling. But I was just like, what am I going to do? What am I going to, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Right? Like future tripping. So what did you do? How did you get out of that? I, um, okay. I, uh, had a friend replace the converter and he did it for much more. He did it for like 700 instead of. I, yeah. Like to that, that idea of like, you see the problem for what, like that, what it could be that, uh, this and Stoke philosophy when like, you suffer more in imagination than you do in reality. Absolutely. The minute I, when I think of that with hospitals, the minute I think about you got to go to the doctor, it's like, I don't have doctor money. You know, there's no way that's yeah. happening. And then it turns yeah. out it was 50 bucks. It was no big deal. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I get that, that kind of fear going. Into oh, yeah. 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 Money. Right. Oh. Yeah. It yeah. is. That's, that's where I'm at. Again, I come, I, my, primary purpose for going to Mexico City this last trip was not to like enjoy the pyramids it was to get dental work speaking of doctors because mm -hmm. it's like so much more affordable it's still expensive but but yeah. that's yeah. yeah so it's biggest struggle in I mean that's what they say romance and finance right that's that that's what blocks us mm. so I, I I the finance part yeah I've been single in in sobriety up until the last year, mm -hmm. and um and this year has been like amazing with her. So, romance part is is good. And so yeah, when, yeah. When you get in that financial fear, you did. So you got in contact with somebody who was able to do the work for for less. But what what do you do to get yourself out of it? Oh yeah. Um. I talk to other people, other sober uh, people who with who I want what they have, and um, I don't know by sharing my fear. Like the, by definition, I'm carrying less of it. It wasn't none, but it was less. Yeah, knowing like that I'm supported. There's something about that, right? Like yeah, I there's like a billion, not a billion, but there's many ways to get sober. And I, I I heard somebody say this like a while ago, and I don't, I never actually looked it up, but I. It feels true, so I'm just gonna say it. Um, that there's like all these ways to to get sober and stay sober, but like the one common denominator of all of them is fellowship. Is that we don't do it alone, right? Right. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't do. I didn't get so. I couldn't get sober alone. I could not. <laughs> I could yes. not do it yes. alone. True, true, true. And I don't do life on life's terms alone. Yeah, that's. Good. But, I mean, I feel like this is a great. That's my hope for this podcast is that people will listen to it and not feel alone. Oh yeah. And understand yeah. that, you know, we're going through the same things maybe in different ways and there are many different out outlets and avenues. So as we're sort of wrapping up, if you could say anything to 
somebody who's listening that might be struggling, Beth, what would that be? Oh, uh, being able to be sober. Oh man. Yeah. Anything. If somebody's struggling, it's like, you're not alone. I, I, gosh, I mean, I don't know if there's any, I'm trying to think of if there's anything anybody said to me to bring me in. And it wasn't until I was just like completely hopeless that I was interested in hope. So if like, I guess if you're feeling hopeless, congratulations. Because <laughs> there is a way out. There is a way out. There is. And it's fucking awesome. It's like way, way, way more than I could have imagined. For, I'm so, I'm grateful. I'm I'm one of those people that's grateful to be an alcoholic because I never would have looked this way. I never would have looked to, at life this way. It's not like what I have. It's how I get, it's what I get to see today because of being sober and accessing something bigger than myself. Yeah. So beautiful. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. I love you, Beth. And I so appreciate you being a part of this show. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for asking me. I'm such a, I'm such a fan. I listen to your other podcasts too. They're, They're really great. So thank you so much for asking me. I feel very honored.